listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In this final part of Money Talk, we get a view from Australia and are joined by Katrina L, Senior Economist at Moody's Analytics. Good morning, Katrina. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the RBA. Um, they held cash rates at 4.1% in July, and it seems to be following the US rhetoric in terms of holding the door open for further rate hikes. What is your thoughts on how you're seeing the interest rates in Australia? So we're expecting, as you say, that um, you know the, the RBA is really waiting to see um, how the inflation picture continues to evolve in Australia. I mean, it's certainly been moving in the right direction in terms of cooling. It looks like you know headline inflation has come down quite a bit in the most recent um, data points. But what's um, proving a bit more difficult is trying to tame that core inflation. So when we strip out the um, the more volatile items of food and fuel and look at the underlying inflation pressures in the economy, they're still quite heated. And so I think the RBA is really just waiting to see that, you know, those underlying inflation pressures materially cool before they kind of um, can put their hands up and say, thank goodness, our, our tightening cycle is over. So with that, we are expecting that they will deliver one more hike in the cash rate. So we're thinking around September that rate hike will come in and bring the cash rate back up to uh, 4.35%, and then that'll be the, the peak in the cycle. But what is driving the core inflation higher? I mean, if you, as you said, you strip out the f- main things like fuel and food costs. Um, what is there actually that's keeping the core inflation quite high? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So it's a few things. Uh, one of the um, the, the broad thing that is keeping um, underlying inflation high is the fact that we have this incredibly tight labour market. I mean, despite the fact that the RBA has been hiking the cash rate for you know quite some time, we still have the unemployment rate at historically low levels, and we're still um, seeing decent wage growth being recorded as well. So even though households and businesses might be coming under increasing pressure from higher higher borrowing costs, they're still in jobs, they're still out there spending. And so that's, you know, kind of continuing the, um, you know, uncomfortably high inflation pulse. And so another thing as well is the fact that the housing market hasn't actually cooled as much as what was expecting. I mean, we're still seeing rental costs are incredibly high and actually dwelling prices are still high as well. And so um, the combination of a tight labour market that's seeing really strong wage growth still relative to historical levels, as well as the, the residential picture remaining heated as well, is really contributing to that that high inflation picture. So it seems to me that the uh, consumers in Australia are um, going pretty along pretty nicely despite the rate hikes. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, if we're looking at the the actual spending data, um, you know, Aussie consumers are still out there spending, and again, that's thanks to the fact that they're they're still in jobs, they're getting decent wage growth on the whole. Um, but if we're looking at the confidence data, there's a material difference in that. I mean, Australian consumer confidence has been weak for for over a year, and the forward indicators suggest that you know we will see more of a pullback in retail spending over here. And, I mean, our, our forecast certainly supports that. I mean, we have Australia's GDP growth this year forecast at just 1.5%, and that's a, a decent slowdown from the over 2% uh, GDP growth that was um, experienced last year. And one of the main drivers for that slower picture is the fact that 
households will increasingly pull back in consumption over the course of this year as a result of the, the rate hikes and um, the fact that they're just so worried about what's, what's to come as those tight monetary settings really filter through and not just impact higher mortgages, but do filter through to the fact that the labour market will cool as well. Okay. See, yeah, looks like things still look pretty good out there. Um, even looking at the the export numbers, uh, they seem to be quite nice, and that you saw some good export growth. And although there was just a modest rise in the imports, so how are you looking at the trade balance and what's going on on that side of things? Yeah, yeah, but the um, the foreign trade data has been really interesting of late because it's almost like we're having this um, almost tussle between commodity prices versus export volumes. I mean, we've seen that um, you know export volumes have been going okay, but then um, on the other side of the the coin, we've got the fact that prices are falling. So we've seen kind of iron ore prices, coal prices, um, you know being a bit down. And, and part of the, the driver of that is the fact that global demand has kind of slowed and it's expected to remain slow through the rest of this year. So that will continue to kind of impact Australia's export picture. So what we're expecting that we will see less of a support um, in terms of um, export revenue back to Australia this year. And then that kind of brings in the, the China story as well. I mean, China's um, export rebound, or sorry, China's rebound in uh, domestic demand has really disappointed this year. And, you know, given that Australia is such an important trading partner of China, um, you know, that that's kind of feeding into that, that weaker export story for Australia as well. well the weakness on the imports as well. Um, what's Given the fact that we were just talking about how strong the consumer was, I mean, the import numbers was just modest rise. So is that because most of the goods are actually being domestically driven again or and not you don't need to import? Or what, what's why the non-marry yeah. up between the consumer and the import numbers? Yeah, that's a good question. So I guess when we're looking at the import figures, we need to remember and I guess take a step back as well that... Um, Import data isn't just a, a proxy for what's happening with the consumer and what's happening with domestic demand. They can be quite a volatile item as well. And they also include capital goods. So, you know, it, it can be lumpy as well on the capital import side of things because we might have infrastructure projects or, um, you know, importing of, of big transport equipment. So um, you do kind of need to look through that volatility. But once we do look through that volatility, we can see that the consumer in Australia is still travelling well, but definitely the, the near-term outlook um, through the rest of this year is for um, ongoing weakness. So consumer imports should kind of trend lower over the course of this year and into 2024. Okay. Um, in the minute that we've got left, should we be looking at anything over the next week? Um, any big data or anything that's interesting? Anything that you think that people should keep an eye out in Australia for the next week? Yeah, I think that the key thing as well that we're, we're seeing actually is that we're seeing China announce kind of a, uh, getting getting more on the stimulus bandwagon. And so, um, you know, paying close attention to the stimulus announcements coming out of China are really important because we do see that, um, you know, there is a positive correlation between China's economy doing better and Australia's export picture kind of holding up the iron ore shipments, in, in particular iron ore prices. So um, with the, the stimulus measures that are starting to be announced over this week, I would say continue to pay close attention to that. Okay. That seems yeah, pretty nice and rosy out there. Um, thank you very much for joining us this morning. It was great, great having you on, and I look forward to chatting with you again very soon. Thank you, Katrina.
Great. 